welcome to great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right, thinking right relationships right now. And having said all that, I feel kind of like a whiner because I have a simple question. Mm -hmm. Why do I always have to be the one to change? I've never seen you change. What are you talking about? I'm feeling the pressure all the time. That typically is a question that you can hear from lots of people because there's all sorts of mindsets that we're making a sacrifice, right? We're always making a sacrifice for everybody else. But what we don't realize, as we've been talking about so many times, that actually is a control question more than we'd really believe. So let me pray for us and let's come back and uh, maybe talk about that. Lord, we do thank you that you are continuing to be our perfect model on how relationships are to work. We're not just talking about marriage. We're talking about any relationship. And I pray, Lord, that you give us greater understanding of how much freedom you provide to us. In your precious name, amen. Amen. Herman, I think we might have to pray again. Why is that? Because the whole time you were praying, all I could say was, it's not me. It's not control. I'm the victim. <laughs> well, let's, let's do this. Instead of running at that question, let's come back to that question because I want to go through something to help people understand how control ends up controlling them. And it actually fits what we just got through talking about. But let me give this other thing before we come back to that. Okay. Okay. So for instance, let's reverse this. I look at, I look at Louie and I go, I just really, really wish that she looked differently. So I go to her and say, honey, let's, uh, let's start exercising because we, we just really need to be healthier in our, in our approach and uh, we, need to, we need to lose some weight. Notice I'm using we. Yeah, no, I'm just going to say this is really an outer amen because, you know, Frances is skinny and she's in good shape and she doesn't need anything. And she came up to me the other day and said exactly that. Maybe we need to go for right. a walk. So as, as I start saying those type of things, I am either thinking about it from the viewpoint of, I really do want for us to be healthy. I really do. Or I'm thinking about it from the viewpoint of, I actually have a view of her that I want her to fit into. And if she doesn't fit into that, that's going to be a real problem for me. Meaning I would like her to look a different way. I'd like her figure to look differently, all this type of stuff. Okay. So if I am asking to go on to an exercise program or a diet, something like that, if I'm asking for that, how might that end up controlling me, do you think? Any thoughts there? I'm having a problem getting over this little denial bit because I'm the doggy in the window there. Right. It's it's my wife who's actually asking me to be a certain way, and, and I'm struggling with, is it pursuing their best to be compliant, or am I just complying because I'm tired of hearing the noise? Well, you could Which be. You could be. There's no doubt about it. Are that's you, are, not the question you ask. Yeah. You know, are you feeling any loss of freedom by her making that statement to you that you need to exercise let's go on an exercise are you feeling any loss of freedom yes that's right that's where most people will see control show up in that type of situation but i don't see it immediately as loss of freedom i see it immediately as i'm not being accepted or i'm conditionally accepted right which which is the same thing now that's what's so interesting control gets you to the same place. I'm not being accepted for who I am. Therefore, I'm feeling controlled that I need to be something other than this, right? So 
we all can see that you are being controlled potentially, or I'm trying to control Louie by my looking at her and not not being pleased with what she looks like. She looks fabulous. I'm fine with that. I'm just doing a hypothetical here. So the issue is I can look at her and you can see me trying to control her, right? Now, what most people don't see is this control boomerang. No, because... But I'm liking where it's going. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I realize you're giving a hypothetical, but I've got a real-life scenario. I'm a couple pounds overweight, need to lose it. Francis has said, how about we start walk? And I'm thinking, okay, I'm only conditionally loved or conditionally accepted. And that's your speculation. We can't know, right? We can't know that. But now you're telling me that my fatness is actually controlling her? I'm digging it. How's that work? <laughs> well, just imagine me looking at Louie and we're doing this exercise routine. We're doing a new diet. We're doing all the things to be living this healthy lifestyle. But yet the figure is not changing the way I'd like it to look. How does that actually end up impacting me at this point in time what's going on inside of my brain now we've been working at this for three or four months let's say and she's she's been doing it fine what what's uh, what's what's potentially going to be going on in my brain at that point in time you're not happy i'm not happy right and if i am okay with that i am not being controlled by her not changing if I am not okay with that, I am being controlled. So let me make that a little bit clearer. If I went into it with the original mindset that I want her to look a certain way, as opposed to it just makes sense for us to, to do these type of things. If I go into it with a, a mindset, I want her to look a certain way, and she doesn't end up looking that, that certain way, guess what? Her look, her figure, her exercise all of that ends up controlling me because I am not happy that she's not making the change, right? Now, just think about that. That's a control boomerang. I tried to control her. I tried to manipulate her into exercising so that I could have a benefit out of it, her looking a certain way for me. So what if subconsciously I smell that and then I go into rebellion? It more than likely will happen. <laughs> That's right. So and, then am I trying to force you and it's actually control boomerang on me? I'm in rebellion, so I'm going to put on the pounds and it's kind of like I'm eating the ice cream hoping that it affects you. Yes, it can have multiple impacts like that. That's exactly right. It can have multiple impacts. It, it's, it could have a control boomerang going both ways if you really want to make it complex. That's, and, and just notice. So that old acronym of drinking the poison hoping they die, that's actually a control boomerang. It, it's the re, a control boomerang from the opposite side because any control strategy you put on somebody and they start sniffing it out creates counter-control strategies. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Okay, this is too complex, so it's really just better to pursue another's best. That's exactly right. What we have a tendency to do is we have a tendency to think that I and my relationship with this person will be so much better if they would just change this one little thing, right? Isn't that how we typically approach it? And when we approach it that way, we don't realize how much complexity we're getting ready to add to the relationship. When it is so much better to simply go, you know, it probably would be uh, great for us to uh, be a little bit healthier in our lifestyle. 
I know that I'm a little overweight. I don't know about you. It looks like it might be true. I know that doesn't work very well when you say those type of things to other people. But, nope, never does. <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless, as long as I don't end up trying to make it about her changing and just leave it in the realm of truth, I'm not being changed. It makes it so much less complex, so much simpler, and I'm just going to pursue their best. That's all I'm going to do. That makes a much better way to approach life. Before we go to break, the question would be this. If I grant freedom, I put energy back into the relationship as well? You will from your side at least. You can't know anything about their side because they could be trying to manipulate you in a different direction. All you can do is say, I'm not going to live that complexity. I'm going to just pursue their best. Well, I'm asking because it's control boomerang, reverse control boomerang. I mean, real quick, it gets real icky and complicated. Mm -hmm. And if I just simply accepted pursuit another's best, patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally, it would be so much easier. So that's really where I want to go. Yep, that's right. Okay, we are Great Relationships, Great Relationships, grnumeral8relationships.com. Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. We'll be back right after this. Great quotes for great relationships. If you use your past for illumination, your future is bright. If you use your past for contamination, your future is bleak. Virginia Satir. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. You know how you're always praying for a sign from God? That you're meant to go to seminary? This is your sign. Seriously, I'm here to tell you about grace. Grace School of Theology. It's free grace based. The professors are world class. It's accredited, accessible, attainable, and oh yes, it's affordable. You can even complete your entire degree online, which means you don't have to move. Wouldn't it be great to have a deeper knowledge of the Word of God? Write this down. www. Dot G-S-O-T dot edu. G-S-O-T dot edu. Or call 877-476-8674. 877-476-8674. Now get going. Now. back great relationships that's gr numeral eight relationships.com find us and like us on facebook or you know what if this one got to you want to send us a letter go ahead it's great relationships post office box 51836 midland texas 79710 again that's p.o box 51836 midland texas 79710 and you can write paul does not have to lose weight you know <laughs> what if i've decided that I'm perfectly happy the way I am, Okay. and I don't want to change. There's no doubt that you are free to make any choice, good or bad. You're free to do that. The issue is you are either going to make a choice for 
something that's going to be beneficial to the relationship if you're doing it the great relationships way, which is I'm simply going to pursue another person's best. If they would like me to exercise more because they think I'm fat, that's great. But I'll, Herman, I'll be glad it, to do it, that. It, it's pressure. But let's make certain that we answer another question that hasn't been asked here. Let's assume that I, in that same scenario, I was talking about with uh, the hypothetical with Louie and I, I look at her and I actually do have the right attitude. I just want a healthy lifestyle, and I'd like her to participate with me. I I would like that. Let's uh, change our diet. Let's change our exercise program. Let's just do a, a better, healthy lifestyle. But she perceives it as I'm calling her fat. How would that work? Well, guess what? <laughs> it will it will work against her, not necessarily against me, because. I have the right attitude, let's assume, in that particular situation. I do want what's best for both of us. If she wants to perceive that I'm calling her fat, that's a difficult, difficult place for her to be. And it's going to come back and bite me. Because why? She is going to end up resenting me for even having the attitude. And she may even start rebelling against doing anything that would even be close to a healthy lifestyle, right? So her counter strategy actually turns into a maybe a control boomerang on her side. She is rebelling against doing the exercise, and she may even be going the opposite direction. She just she wants an even more unhealthy lifestyle. <laughs> well, during the break, I was out on eBay trying to list my control boomerang because I don't want it. <laughs> just don't want it. Right. Listen, we've talked about weight, and for me, that's uncomfortable, okay? Mm-hmm. So I'll take the second topic that's uncomfortable, punctuality. Mm-hmm. What about those people, couples, that are really upset about punctuality and one of them says, you know what, I'm just going to go sit in the car. Right. And that is a way that you can get into answering the question we ask at the very beginning. Why am I always the one that has to change? Yeah. <laughs> right. Or, or what if this? What if this? Because, you know, this has happened. I have mm-hmm. heard this more than once from more than one place. Time to go to church. You know what? I'll just go with myself or I'll go with someone else. Yeah. And it seems to me that that's a dangerous thing because I'm setting up a structure that's not healthy. Yeah, you're setting up a structure to be independent in that particular situation. But let's go back and try to answer that question. Why am I always the one that has to change or even deal with the the time issue that you're talking about? Uh, So let let me deal with the time issue. A person that basically says, well, I'm just going to go sit in the car and wait. What's what actually is going on there? What what might be going on there? We can't know because we don't have the person here to be able to really get into their brain. I hope you opened the window while you sat in the car because the boomerang's fixing to break it. Right. What 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 most likely, and I can only speculate here because this is the typical way that those type of statements go and those type of people act. If the person is getting into the car and sitting in the car, they are actually trying to do what to the other person. Control them. Absolutely. They're trying to manipulate them to do what? Be quicker. <laughs> That's what they're doing. They're showing, they're showing the other person they're ready. And if there is any type of additional emotion shown, and uh, sometimes we're pretty darn good at this by acting like, no, I'm not, I'm not upset. But inside you're going, I can't believe that they still haven't come in and gotten in the car yet. So now here comes the rebellion. I'm just going to take my time. Uh, 
from the other person. It could be exactly that. So we get this double... You you get the double control boomerang. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, it seems like in every case, not only do you have a control boomerang, you have a double control boomerang. We could just sell them as a match set, two for one. Why not? That's exactly right. And it's all because we go back to the James 3.16 verse that we've quoted so many times. Ouch. Where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every Every evil evil thing are there. When you're trying to control another person, just expect confusion. Just expect the relationship to not go well. So if I'm going to go sit in the car to try to prove a point that I'm ready and you're not, that's really what's going on there. You know, it's funny. They say that couples fight most about sex and money, and that's not true. I know couples that have been together for a while, it's weight and time. <laughs> then maybe sex and money. Yeah, it could be. That that very well could but be. But in both those cases as well, we've got this control boomerang, double control. So we're really talking about symptoms And what we're saying is, how does control and the control boomerang manifest itself in the symptom of weight or time or sex or money? Right. The bigger issue is all of this is a result of people trying to control another person so that they can ultimately be happy. That is the foundational problem with all relationships that we specified at the very beginning. What's the problem? You make everything about me. Well, that's what's going on here. You're probably making it about you if you're going and sitting in the car and letting them know that they're really late because when I get in the car, that means it's time to leave. And when you're not here, you're going to recognize that every time you get into this car, I am telling you you're late without having to say a word. That's really what you're what you're doing in that situation. So then what's the opposite? How can I pursue another person's best patiently, kindly, sacrificially and unconditionally? I think I am if I'm just sitting calmly in the car. You could be. And that's the reason why I said I can't know. I can only speculate on how the vast majority of those type of situations go. This person could be doing it with all the right attitudes, which is, you know, I'm just going to pursue their best. I I'll wait here patiently. It's not that big of a deal to me. I'm going to be ready when they show up. That's that's fine. I, if they're sitting there and have that type of thinking, and maybe they're even maybe they're even doing something like praying for somebody or studying God's Word while they wait. They could be doing all of those things. I would, would call be- that detached with love, but I'll give you an example. I'm going to get myself in trouble. My wife loves the worship music up front for church, and I'm not real big on all the... On just Right, right. I just soon get there for the sermon, and I'm happy. Right, right. Right? So she values being there for that, and I don't. Who wins? That is where you're going to either do the control boomerang or any type of control. It doesn't necessarily have to be just control boomerang. You are either going to do the control and flash your me or you're going to pursue the best for another person. Right. That's that's the simple way it works. You don't necessarily like to do the worship singing part. She does. Well, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pursue her best. I, I'm just gonna go ahead and go. Okay, I asked you this at the beginning of the program. So why do I have to be the one to change? <laughs> right. And notice what that actually can be again. This can be a control boomerang. If you have the attitude and the mindset that somehow you're having to make the sacrifice and she's not, 
that means that I am the one that is the injured party here. I'm the injured party, and she's the one that really needs to change. I'm glad you understand. <laughs> she's the one that really needs to change. That is a that is a typical manipulation, typical phrase that we're going to use on somebody to try to manipulate them to change to the way I want it to be done. Well, you say it's manipulation. I happen to think it's unfair. Well, that's exactly the same thing whenever you talk about, well, it's just not fair that I'm the one. Well, guess what? Was it fair for Jesus to die on the cross for my sins and me not? Ouch. <laughs> that's right. I was having such fun until you brought truth in. And that's, and that's the reason why all relationships work best when you're using those type of terms. Well, it's just not fair. Why am I the one that always has to change? That is an irrelevant statement for a relationship. If you're doing a superior relationship, a great relationship way, doing new ways to do relationships, this type of relationship doesn't ask that question. It simply says, well, what's best for the relationship? What's best for them? That's that's really what you're trying to determine here at this point in time. Great relationships pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. Great quotes from God's Word for great relationships. Be kindly, affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor giving preference to one another. Romans 12.10 Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Relationships can be great, and not just marriages or romantic relationships, all relationships. The Bible offers the same solution to what is essentially the same problem. What is the problem and what is the solution? Study along with us to find out. Great Relationships is a video course offering biblically-based insight on relationships. In each video, watch Herman tame tough issues by discussing them in a casual online learning environment. Each of Great Relationships' 12 chapters are subdivided into quick segments you can squeeze into a coffee break. So if you've had time to listen to this promotion, you have the time to sign up and start today. Visit our website at greatrelationships.com. That's G-R numeral 8 relationships.com to sign up for our free newsletter. Pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Great Relationships. That's grnumeratrelationships.com. You're going to want to go to the website. You can click the radio tab, listen to this program, and there's several things that we mentioned that have also aired in previous programs. You may want to go back and listen to them if you haven't. Just review, but the real core of the material is in the videos, and that's at the website. We invite you to do that. Again, greatrelationships.com. That's grnumeratrelationships.com. Herman, before the break, 
we were talking about punctuality mm-hmm. and sitting in the car and how my dear wife loves to be there for every bit of worship and bless God we've got an amazing worship team at church but you know what I'm indifferent to it maybe because I can't sing I don't know right but bless God I am still alive and still married <laughs> <laughs> and if she would allow it I could fall back to my old ways in an instant so so you're saying that actually sacrificing oh my goodness I'm sacrificing and yet at the same time I'm not killing myself right I'm still alive amazing by God's grace by God's grace that's right and you could be coming kicking and screaming each time to the song portion of the worship service right and really making it about you and having a bad attitude or you could be ending up going to it and just going I just want to do this and see if uh, it actually is a good thing for Francis right you could be coming at that either way you're going to be ending up lessening your life (laughs) lifespan if you're doing it the former meaning I'm just really upset that I have to do this yes you're going to be extending your life, so to speak, if you end up coming Ow, at I it. I think with... the frustration is going to put me in an early grave because I really think it's unfair. Yeah. And you will think it's unfair because why? Why do we end up using the word unfair? Because we're not getting our way. We have this marvelous way to ignore the key to being able to understand how to pursue another person's best. And it's the word that none of us really enjoy. Submission. It's a matter of submitting to another person, having that inner voluntary act of the will to submit to another person and yield to them. This isn't about me. This isn't about them. Why do I have to change? And now you use the S word. That's exactly right. Because when we are willing to pursue another person's best, that means submission is part of that. And you are submitting to the needs of another person. You're not thinking about yourself. Therefore, the word unfair is not going to come out as it relates to you. It would maybe come out in relationship to them, but it wouldn't come out in relationship to you because you're pursuing their best. It would be unfair for them to have to put up with my bad behavior, right? That's how you'd be thinking about it. Vastly different. When we end up having this mindset of, wow, I'm still still alive that I was able to do it their way. You're still harboring this mindset of, it's unfair, but I'm just going to grit my teeth and get through it. Well, that's not going to be good for you long term. That is not going to be good for you at all, because that's just a demonstration of how your me is flashing, but it's just not on bright yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's on low beam, not on high beam. Or it might be covered up with a hat, you know, or something like that, because it's the way we talk about it. It flashes off your forehead. Let me ask uh, a little bit ago. We mentioned something and I want to be clear. What if I suddenly decide rather than wait in the car or something like that, I'm just going to go with someone else. Mm -hmm. Does that create a danger? There's a, there definitely is a danger there. Uh, I understand the idea of you really do want to be on time, so I'm just going to go with somebody else. The, here's the big danger. You might be setting up an independence structure for your relationship that really is not good. I can't know that that's happening, but that is a great likelihood for it to happen. That's what happened with Louie and I. We ended up doing too many things independently, and therefore we didn't have the intimacy, so to speak, the dependence on each other. So you got to be careful with that. Dr. Marlon Howe was such a... 
integral part of our life to get us through the original uh, consultation or the counseling in 1991. And one of the keys that he asked us to do, now notice this, one of the keys that he asked us to do was to do everything together once we started our new life. We forgave each other, drew a line in the sand, left the past alone, and started moving into our new life. And he specifically said, anytime either one of you leaves the house, invite the other person to go with you. Even if you're going to the grocery store, Louie, ask Herman to go with you. Uh, Even Herman, if you're going to the hardware store, ask Louie to go with you. Even Herman, if uh, she's going to the mall, she needs to ask you to go with her. What does that do? It creates this togetherness. And that's critical for us to be paying attention to. It's sort of like this stereotype that I have about couples as I watch couples. If they aren't holding their hands walking together, typically you'll see this scenario. They're either walking side by side or he's in front or she's in front. But they don't tend to walk side by side. They definitely don't tend to walk next to each other holding hands. Wow. And if you see one leading the other... Mm. You know that something's going it, on. It, it shows some real interesting pictures to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, once again, this is where we wrap up a show saying, say, ouch, or amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's always room for improvement. And bless God, it's a gets to, not gots to. Mm-hmm. It's an invitation for great relationships. GRNumeral8Relationships.com. GreatRelationships.com. Find us and like us on Facebook. Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Until next time. day going, Barbara? I can't even begin to tell you how terrific my life is right now. What a coincidence. My life is just overflowing with blessings, too. Why, just yesterday, I found a $100 bill on the ground. That's great. I saved a cat that was stuck in a tree, and the owner was so thankful that she gave me a gift card to my favorite restaurant, Luigi's. Wow. I was in Luigi's just the other day and saved a man that was choking with the Heimlich maneuver. He was so overjoyed that he gave me tickets to that new play that's been sold out for weeks. That's amazing. I've been wanting to see that play myself. Really? I asked my husband and he didn't want to go. Will you go with me? That would be great. Days like this are too good to be true, but great relationships are possible. Join Herman as he offers you the opportunity to pursue the best for others, patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Right thinking, right relationships, right now.